The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Hello, everybody out there in Radioland. Thank you for joining us on the final episode of Financial Focus Radio of 2023. I, am, I have to say I'm glad uh, that 2023 is behind us uh, and I'm quite looking forward to 2024. So thank you for joining us. My name's Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli. And we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful, albeit needing more snow, Pacific Northwest. 2024 is going to be lit. As they say, as as he said, I was going to say like 2023 was the year of Taylor Swift, which is like that sounds like maybe something Taylor Swift might say or her or her boyfriend that she made famous, <laughs> Travis Kelsey. It's going to be civil <laughs> the year first civil war since 1865. You mean like in the United States? Yeah. Or, okay. Um, glad you're looking forward to that. <laughs> Which side are you going to be on? Um, so if you'd like to be part of the show, you can call us. Eight, seven, we got Tim laughing out of his chair today. 877-670-7117. Or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So the theme of our last show of the year is uh, is going to be the lessons that we learned in 2023 as it relates to being an investor and a market forecaster or an economic forecaster. And there's a famous saying that um, economic forecasting uh, was was invented uh, to make astrology look like uh, a credible uh, profession um, because both of them are, well, I, I don't want to offend anybody. So the point is, uh, if you go back a year ago and you look at what everybody was saying was going to happen in 2023, there were very few people that got it right. Very few people. And, um, and you know, we are reminded, I was reminded a week ago from a, an email from somebody who listens to our show um, that, oh, you and Josh got everything wrong. The good news is, is whether we're right or wrong about what we think is going to happen, we still win because we stay invested in the market. And that is the moral of the story. Like, can you watch CNBC? And you watch, listen to all these, you know, whatever you, however you get your news and all of these, this information about what you should be doing, all answers point back to staying invested in the market and time in the market is the ultimate solution. And so uh, 2023, we've had the last three years, or starting uh, the coronavirus, we've had a lot of really good examples of how trying to time the market is the biggest loser's game that exists. And, it, and it, what's so funny to me is that the inference from so many of our peers and CNBC and Bloomberg is that you should be doing that. And uh, if you had done it or, since the coronavirus, um, your, your returns would probably be quite dramatically negative. So let's talk about the week that was, and we can also talk about the year that was uh, in the capital markets. U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500 last week, traded up. They continued their melt-up higher. Uh, the Santa Claus rally is certainly uh, was was a was a thing this year. U.S. stocks, uh, the S&P was up a half a percent last week, and year to date, so for 2023, the S&P 500 closed up a little over 24 percent, 24 and a quarter percent. The S&P uh, had, and most uh, most you know, if you looked at all the investment banks on Wall Street, nobody had a 24 percent return uh, for the U.S. stock market in 2023. Uh, U.S. small cap stocks continue their outperformance over the last, say, month and a half. Uh, they're up 1% last week. On a year-to-date basis, small cap stocks were up 17.5%. So not quite the year uh, that the mega caps. And if you look at the S&P, I mean, it was dominated by seven companies. If you take those seven companies out, the return gets cut by more than half. So those seven names, you know, the Apple, NVIDIA, all those, those big mega cap names drove the performance of the market. But since the October low... 
we've seen the rest of the market uh, do a lot of uh, outperforming relative to those names. In the international markets, we saw them trade up 1% last week. At international developed markets, and on a year-to-date basis, they were up 18.5%. Uh, emerging market stocks were up 2% last week, but on a year-to-date basis, they were only up a little over 9%. Uh, in the bond market, we saw... Uh, it's interesting what we saw. The bond market moved a lot this year, but it really kind of finished the year where it started. Uh, U.S. bonds, as measured by the aggregate bond index, so the S&P of the bond world, was up a third of a percent last week. And on a year-to-date basis, the aggregate bond index was up 2.35%. The yields in the Treasury market, uh, the six-month Treasury yield is 6.26%, one-year Treasury 4.78%, 10-year 3.86%, and a third-year 4.02% 4.02% in yield. Uh, in the gold market, they, uh, gold traded up a half a percent last week at 2,074 an ounce, uh, and it was up 14% on a year-to-date basis. Uh, all those gold bugs are feeling pretty good about owning gold, except when you compare the fact that you up, uh, underperformed the S&P by 10%, uh, maybe you're not feeling so good. Uh, and then oil traded down 2% last week at $71.84 a barrel. But for the year, Oil was mostly unchanged, which was quite interesting. Um, You know, there was plenty of volatility in the oil market, in the oil complex, uh, but really, uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the year, oil didn't really go very much uh, on a year-to-date basis. So when you look at the data we got last week, obviously, with Christmas falling on Monday, we didn't get a ton of economic data. Um, But when you look at the data we did get, jobless claims continue to show that the U.S. labor market is a juggernaut. Like there is, I mean, no question about it that the U.S. labor market and the unemployment we're seeing here in the United States uh, continues to sort of confound me. I, I will say, you know, when you go back and you look a year ago. I think you probably remember Amazon laid off 28,000 people, all these big tech names. Microsoft was laying off people, and that's why people thought that, that layoffs, those layoffs were going to continue, uh, but they didn't. And, and we thought it was going to spread to other industries, and it didn't. Uh, and so, uh, you know, unemployment is going to finish the year probably somewhere in the 3.7, 3.8% range, which is more than full employment. And uh, since consumer spending is 70-plus percent of the U.S. economy and GDP, that's why the U.S. economy had such a, a good year relative to expectations, I, I should say. Uh, the other place that continues to surprise uh, relative to where interest rates have gone is the housing market. If you look at the data in the housing market, you know, the Case-Shiller data on the national home prices saw another rate, r- rise in national home price index. Uh, so it's, it's quite interesting um, that a lot of the things that people were sure were going to happen uh, did not. Um, the other, one thing I, I did have been noticing, especially as of late in December, our companies are, are talking about losing their pricing power, um, and they're having to sort of look elsewhere uh, to grow their profits. So that might be a certain storyline as we go into 2024 is, you know, margin shrinking, and then, you know, companies are just having a really hard time passing on uh, price increases to the consumer. Uh, the, the one thing I also will say is, uh, the S&P 500, while it finished the year so unbelievably strong, um, we're still about 13, 14 points away from the all-time high in the S&P that it hit on January the 3rd, 2022. So we're we're still two years removed from the, the all-time high we saw in the S&P 500. So while we are appreciating the heck out of the market, and it's funny because, you know, you look at our client accounts and they're the highest they've ever been. We talked all the time over the last two years as markets traded sideways. Look, all of this money that's being reinvested, all of these dividends that are being reinvested and you're buying more shares when the market finally does trade higher, uh, you're getting get but to experience. Ultimately, that. you're poorer on an inflation adjusted basis. And I think that's why there's this big disconnect between how people feel and where asset prices are. Unless you're a baby boomer. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're a baby boomer and you're collecting interest off those uh, accounts that paid you zero for all those years and uh, you know, your net beneficiaries and, to me, it's just all a story of demographics of why, why we are where yeah, we are. Yeah, I mean, the inflation story continues to – I mean, it's why the Fed focuses on it so much. It's why the market focuses on it so much is that 
inflation, you know, is is a real incendiary problem, and, and and you the Fed has to make it go away because it keeps compounding on itself, and it can ca- cause a lot of unrest. I mean, look at countries that have had inflation problems in the past. It causes a tremendous amount of political instability, and you know, it's no surprise that here in the United States we have a ton of political instability. You know, when prices are essentially twenty three percent higher than they were two years ago, uh, that hurts American families in a real real way. All right, if you want to be part of the program, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or you can email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, uh, we're going to do a little year in review and all the lessons that we learned. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. If it leaks, clogs, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. Stepping into cold water is the worst. Jump into your morning shower and have hot water to start your day. Relax and rise and be on your way. Need to upgrade your water heater? Severson Plumbing has you covered. Voted Best Plumber in Central Oregon two years running. Find us at SeversonPlumbers.com. If it leaks, pops, strips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. We're taking back Lazy with Lazy Boy by leaning all the way back into our sofas. After spending nine to five sitting upright, we deserve to spend our five to nine fully reclined. Our only side hustle shall be hustling home to our recliners. We the lazy are taking back lazy, all from the comfort of our lazy boy furniture. Lazy Boy, long live the lazy. Save up to 20% off storewide at Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. You're in sale. Plus, no interest for 36 months. Highway 20, East and Bend. Commander, you've spent two years in space. What's been the biggest adjustment since you've been back? Well, the last couple of years have been pretty unusual. But since I've been back on terra firma, I've had a heightened awareness of Earth's gravity and its effects on the body. Yes, right there. Do you have a plan for dealing with that? Yes, I'm returning to a regular routine at the ACB. The ACB? The Athletic Club of Bend. The adrenaline rush I got during re-entry was amazing. I'm going to reproduce that by transitioning from weightlessness to pumping weights with swimming, running, spinning, tennis. You know, in space, it never changes. But down here, we've got to prepare for the upcoming season. That's for sure. And what I really like is being part of another like-minded community, alive with its own sort of kinetic energy. And the ACB has way more space than when I was actually in space. Sounds like a stellar plan. <laughs> the Athletic Club of Bend. For fitness, for fun, for friends, for family. Just go to athleticclubofbend.com. Did you know that feeling sluggish or weighed down could be a sign that your digestive system isn't working at its best? Taking Metamucil every day can help. Metamucil fiber powders help promote your daily digestive health using a plant-based fiber called psyllium. The gelling action of this special fiber traps and removes waste so you can feel lighter and more energetic. Metamucil, promoting digestive health for a better you. Learn more at metamucil.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When veterans return to civilian life, they deserve your recognition and support. You can help put vets to work by donating your car, truck, or van to Patriotic Hearts. Your donation will directly support programs to help vets find jobs or even start their own business. Donate today for fast, free pickup of your vehicle, running or not. Call 800-209-3485. Sponsored by Patriotic Hearts. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. 
If you'd like to sign up uh, for a free retirement review, it seems like a good thing to do in the new year. Uh, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your asset allocation, uh, your estate plan, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Uh, if you want to take us up on one of those and you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get it scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com and send us an email. Uh, so Kevin O'Leary is one of these, he's one of those Shark Tank guys, and he's on CNBC all the time. He manages money. I think he's Canadian. I won't, let, I won't hold that against him. But uh, he, he was uh, against crypto for, you know, longest time. And then FTX, the exchange came along and gave him $15 million in uh, FTX tokens uh, if, he were, if he was to promote them. So he started promoting them. Um, and now that he's lost uh, what was given to him, he's going to play the victim. And I would say the thing that people like this that like promote these crappy things because they get paid, even though we know they really don't like them, um, the, the, we should really feel sad for the people that bought it because he promoted it because he's the so-called expert. So, you know, when the SEC, I mean, I, t t he didn't break any laws, but like the SEC is worried about the font on my email uh, address. This is what they should be worried about is, is charlatans like this. This is like the old fashioned snake oil salesman. They used to ride from town to town in the West and, and sell potions. I mean, Kevin O'Leary, that's who you are. Like, how do you have credibility? But you know, it's Jim Cramer still has credibility and he's the worst. He's my dog's a better stock picker than him. So Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. Mr. Wonderful is right. Uh, and then this is, I think you, I saw this quote last week and, I, and it made me want to read this on the radio and I wanted people to, uh, to think about this when you're watching the news, however you consume news or, or a lot of you, it's on social media or the newspaper now, not anymore. And I don't know if, I, I mean, very few people read the newspaper, but most people unfortunately consume their, I guess, their information on social media, which is like, it's not news, but people do it. So the goal of the media is to make every problem your problem. And that's true, especially true today, right? Like when you think about how news is disseminated, <laughs> the, the, everything, it's, you know, I, I, I started watching the news with that quote in mind and I thought, yeah, this is true. Like the, they're trying to make all of these problems and some of them weren't even problems, my problem, and then I needed to do something about it. Um, and so anyway, so let's talk about 2023 and what hopefully we learn, and if you listen to our radio show enough, uh, you hopefully learn something. Um, and that is, first and foremost, um, trying to time the market based on some expert's advice or what you think is going to happen. Or you, you, list, you read some Ricket Smart article on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> you just can't do anything with your money as it relates to that. So the mantra on our e-news and the mantra on this radio show is time in the market, not trying to time the market is the key to investment success over time. When you look at the compound returns of the U.S. stock market for the last 123 years, uh, there is the only thing that beats it is timber, and most of us aren't going to, you know, buy ten thousand acres of timber. Beyond and, that, investing is just absolutely never, ever, ever a binary decision. And even meaning if, all in or all out. Yeah, and even if we were, you know, potentially a little bit bearish to start the year, I, I wasn't so bearish to start the year, but by mid year, <laughs> got pretty bearish. It's so great. J Josh can rewrite history just like everybody on Wall <laughs> well, Street. Well, no, I mean, I, I look at what consensus is and like you said well like we did in our e-news this week it's just when everyone is bullish i start to get a little bit reticent and i feel that way now i, I don't i think things are priced for perfection and uh everything's relative to expectation and of course expectations were not that the fed was going to pivot to the extent it did earlier this month and when it did uh you had this rip-roaring rally in the wake of that well so you go back bloomberg does a monthly survey of economists and you go back a year ago uh in that survey, uh, the forecast was a 70% chance of a recession in 2023. So the, in the survey of economists nationwide, there was a 70% chance of a recession. Obviously, we didn't get that. Um, the median estimate forecast was for GDP to grow by 0.3%. Obviously, GDP grew much faster than that. The Wells Fargo in, uh, Investment Institute forecast for recession in the first half of the year. Uh, and obviously, we didn't 
get that. They said that GDP growth would be minus 1.3%. Obviously, that was way off base as well. And if you had invested based on those assumptions, you would have uh, looked really, really stupid. Um, you know, the, the the other story, obviously, of last year, you know, I, I don't know if anybody remembers. No, I say last year. I mean this year, 2023. I don't. It wasn't that long ago, March of last year. We had a banking crisis, right? The the, the second and third biggest bank failures in, in U.S. history, uh, and you know the U.S. economy rode that in stride. The the biggest story from an investment perspective was really the seven biggest stocks in the S&P. Um, so they're the, they call them the magnificent seven mega cap stocks. Um, you know, when you look at the S&P's performance, most of it came from those names. Uh, the these seven. Uh, mega cap stocks now make up close to 40% of the S&P 500. We've never had companies this influential in the S&P 500. Um, It's quite interesting. And the Magnificent Seven, for those of you that don't know, are Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, or Google, NVIDIA, Meta, which is Facebook, Microsoft, and Tesla. The number one performer in there by far was NVIDIA. Just the numbers uh, were off the charts. And a lot of it has to do with the other big investment theme of 2023 was artificial intelligence. If anything had anything to do, if a company had anything to do with artificial intelligence, their stock ripped because that is, I guess, uh, the, the new uh, landscape. And then uh, for all of you crypto bulls, the crypto winner finally uh, ended in 2023, and we saw... Uh, everything crypto uh, ripped. I mean, the one the one place that I guess is sort of related to crypto or, or a similar investment to crypto is NFTs. And NFTs have most you know most of them have never never recovered the the heights that we saw in the NFT market. So, a, lot, a lot of those meme oriented non profitable tech businesses have just come ripping ripping back, and you know their fundamental environment that they exist in hasn't changed a whole lot, and so. Uh, to the extent that we get the six cuts that are priced into the market, six interest rate cuts that are priced into the market in 2024, uh, there may be some shifting tides occurring in that space. So, so here's what I I don't understand about the the idea that we need rate cuts. Like, so, you know. I understand when the Fed needs to cut rates because the economy is in recession, unemployment rate rate is going up, uh, and asset prices are going down. But none of those things are happening, right? So this idea that monetary policy is restrictive relative to history is laughable to me. And so the United States, all of us are so addicted to low rates, that's where this comes from. There's an absolute addiction to low rates. What they would say is that uh, because inflation is subsiding quicker than anticipated, uh, that – monetary policy would be therefore more restrictive uh, than intended and so they have to cut rates but ha- tell me where it's restrictive like what part of monetary policy right now is restrictive i don't see it and that's the answer i mean they the re, the, the re, so the problem is and, and lo, the, taking that out as josh just talked about is like if the anticipation is for six rate cuts and we don't get any what's the market going to do in that scenario well, well of course we'd sell off but you know you look at where we are, are we particularly restrictive? I don't believe that we are. And to me, like weighing the considerations, it seems like the risk of inflation returning in force is a bigger risk than especially if recession. they cut. Especially if they cut. Yeah, right? it's a, it's an environment that we, quite frankly, just don't understand. All right. If you uh, want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video in the middle and end of every month. We did one on Friday. Uh, To get added to that list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Just put your email in there, and we'll get you on that list. When we come back, we're going to tackle some of your email questions, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five- to six-minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
Cascade Mattress and Furniture would like to thank you for over a decade of shopping at their Ben location in the Ben Factory stores and their new location in downtown Redmond. To celebrate and say thanks to the community, Cascade Mattress is giving the best deals of the season at the year-end clearance sale. Start by saving hundreds on in-stock King and Queen Sealy Posturepedic Pillow Tops. During the year-end clearance sale, save at both store locations with up to 50% off bed frames and bedroom groupings. And get the best deals of the year on 2023 closeouts and in-stock floor models. Get your best sleep in 2024 when you shop the year-end clearance sale at Cascade Mattress and Furniture in Bend and now in downtown Redmond. Everyday value warehouse prices, Cascade Mattress. CascadeMattress.com or call 678-REST. The Beat the Clock Sales Event is on now at Kendall Toyota of Bend. Shop the best deals of the year during the biggest sale of the year. You have till December 31st to get in on the end of your savings. Get over 4300 off MSRP on a new 2024 Toyota Tundra SR5 4x4 when you finance with Toyota Financial Services. A new 2023 4Runner SR5 is now priced at just 42515 Or get an amazing deal on a new 2024 Toyota Corolla LE for just 20945 when you finance with Toyota Financial Services. Don't wait. The Beat the Clock sales event ends this Sunday, the 31st. And time is running out. Stop by Kendall Toyota of Bend today. Kendall, let's start something great. The number P620-5973, RJ06250, and RX158205. All financing out of proof credit must finance with Toyota Financial Services to qualify for all discounts. Price does not include title registration tax of $150 FN. Subject to price LCD for details. Offer expires 1124. Michael Hernandez, a medical provider at One Peak Medical Group, talking about why some men are reluctant to seek medical care. Society has trained men to be the ones to bring home the bacon and be the workhorses and do all these things. A lot of the times they just try to think that everything's okay and man up and, and deal with it. But there are certain things that do need medical attention and do need medical care. A lot of men are more predisposed to certain things than, than women are. And it's definitely, especially if it's there's a genetic component there with family history of certain things having more preventative care at an earlier age to avoid developing some of these predisposed genetic things from family is it's very important. If you feel like something's not right, come in. There's nothing wrong with being checked out, having a physical exam, and just staying up to date on your own health. Michael Hernandez, physician's assistant at One Peak Medical. Book your appointment online at onepeakmedical.com, covered by most insurance companies. Cozy up with friends and family this winter at Stoller Wine Bar Bend, centrally located at the Box Factory. Celebrate the season with Stoller. Sip award-winning wines alongside an assortment of perfectly paired plates, beer, delicious wine-inspired cocktails, and non-alcohol beverages. Grab your friends and head to the Stoller Wine Bar Bend. Open Monday through Saturday until 9 p.m. and Sunday until 7 p.m. with live music on Thursdays. What are you waiting for? Are you looking to enjoy going to church again? Check us out at Holy Communion, an independent Catholic church where all are truly welcome. Join us for Mass on Saturdays at 5 o'clock or Sundays at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. And enjoy going to church again at Holy Communion. KBND, Deschutes, Crook, and Jefferson News every morning. Only on FM News 100 and 1110 KBND. listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on northwestquadrantwealth.com. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. Appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli. And we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the wonderful Pacific Northwest. We do need some snow, uh, but otherwise, I mean, the, the winter so far has been pretty mild, I will say. Uh, and good news, Tim. The days are starting to get longer. The shortest day of the year was last week. Uh, I, you know, I guess in another three months, I, when I get up, it'll, it'll be light. <laughs> I want to get home from work, too. So... Um, 
one of the things that's interesting about the market is, uh, you know, it, it often confounds people, really smart people. And, you know, when Obamacare was signed into law, most people thought uh, that health insurance companies were going to get obliterated. And one of the best performing uh, uh, stocks in the market has been United Health. Uh, you know, because obviously you, you look at the price appreciation or the appreciation of costs, I should say, for health insurance is, is, you know, a lot more than inflation. The average U.S. family health insurance premium has increased from $6,000 in the year 2000 to 21000 in 2022. That's a 250% increase or 5.8% per year, more than double inflation. These beneficiaries of this massive increase, health insurance companies, United Health, which is the largest insurer here in the United States, is up 4,120% since 2000 versus a 340% <laughs> gain for the S&P. <clears throat> and when you, when you talk to people about what Obamacare was going to do to companies like United Health, <clears throat> not only were they uh, not going to do well, they were going to go out of business. And here it is, one of the best performers in the market over that period. So... It, it, my, I'm saying that as a be careful uh, about coming to conclusions about companies or markets uh, based on you know things that you think should happen. That's definitely not always going to be the case. All right, let's tackle some email questions. This email comes from Carolyn. Uh, that's my mother-in-law's name. I doubt that's her that's emailing us, but maybe. Uh, our spousal IRAs, a good idea for a couple when one spouse is retired but the other is working. I'm 63 and work full-time. My husband is 76 and retired. I have a Roth IRA. He does not. I contribute the maximum to my IRA. If we create an IRA for him, would we be able to contribute as if it were a regular Roth IRA? Well, so first of all, Carolyn, there's no such thing as a spousal IRA. I'm not sure where you, you got that, but that's not a thing. Um, and uh, a regular Roth IRA, it's just a Roth IRA. I'm not sure what you mean by regular Roth IRA. It'd be a regular IRA or a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. Um, and so the good news is, Carolyn, um, yes, assuming you guys file your taxes jointly, uh, your husband, even though he does not have earned income, you as a couple have earned income up to, and so you would be able to contribute up to the maximum uh, in 2024, it's 8000 bucks a piece because you were both over at the age 50. So as long as you make 16000 bucks or more, Carolyn, you uh, will be able to contribute $8,000 to your Roth and your husband can contribute $8,000 to his Roth. Uh, so good news. Uh, you guys both can contribute. Now you have to ask yourself, why am I contributing to the Roth for a 76-year-old? But uh, I would say, assuming you are wanting to give that uh, to your beneficiaries, your husband wants to give that to your beneficiaries, they are certainly going to thank you uh, for giving that awesome gift of a Roth IRA. Anything on top of that, Mr. Finley? Uh, you get that tax-free compounding, so presumably you're going to live another decade plus. It's probably a better option than just plowing it into the taxable account and giving them the stepped-up basis, right? Yeah, I mean, for the beneficiaries, it's all. I mean, yeah. bo both scenarios are great. It's not something that you personally are likely to ever benefit. Yeah, it's from, not some great benefit financially. But making contributions at that point of your life anyway. Then actually, sure. I take that back. So he's seventy six, but she's only sixty three. He dies, she takes over. His, so really, yeah, she might. You, it, she could conceivably utilize it. When you think yeah. about it, it's most likely. She's making a double IRA contribution for herself at 63. Let's say she lives to 93. That's 30 more years of yeah. tax-free growth in a Roth. So, Carolyn, Do get it. that money invested for your husband just knowing that you're going to take it over when he <laughs> – Yeah. Uh, anyways, all right. We got an email from Thomas uh, here in Bend. Thomas says, can I purchase a U.S. Treasury bill myself or do I need to go through a bank or financial advisor? Uh, so, yes, Thomas, you can purchase it yourself. So uh, there are a couple different ways if you want to do it yourself uh, that you can do it. You can go to Treasury Direct, uh, which is just the U.S. Treasury's website to be able to buy those. Um, you can buy Treasury bills, bonds and notes, all this, all of, you know, I bonds, all those sort of things. Um, it's operated by the U.S. Treasury Department. 
Um, you, you know, you, you have to go online, set up an account at Treasury Direct. Um, it doesn't take that long to do it. Um, you, you need to have make sure you have a valid U.S. Social Security number, a U.S. address, and a checking or savings account here in the United States at a bank here in the United States. Um, and then you can set it up. Uh, you could also, if you have a brokerage account, let's say you have an account at Schwab or, or Fidelity, um, you know, they have they have a ginormous market uh, of treasuries. And so you just have to go into your account and, and buy bonds. You, you, you might want to, the first time you do it, call uh, somebody that works, you know, call the 800 number at Schwab and just ask for the bond trading desk or at, at Fidelity, ask for the bond trading desk and they can walk you through sort of what you're looking at. Because what, like, so for example, Thomas, when we buy bonds for clients, treasury bonds or corporates or munis or whatever we're buying, um, we'll run a screen. So, you, you know, you'll, I'll say, because the bond market's bigger than this, you know, bond market's ginormous. And so I have to narrow it down. So I have to go in there and say, I want to buy treasury bonds. I want maturities from one to three years. And then you can put in like, uh, you know, minimum yields, all, the, all these sort of things. And so you're going to have to probably wa- have somebody walk you through it to see exactly what you're buying. Because a lot of the bonds that people are buying right now through a broker, not treasury direct, um, don't have a yield attack don't have a coupon attached to them they're just trading at a discount to give you the effective yield that you're going to get on the bond so a lot of bonds that we're buying for clients don't have much in the way of a coupon but they're just trading at a big discount so all of the yield is made when the bond matures uh, and so you have to understand that when you're buying bonds now if you go to treasury direct uh, you know, they're, you're going to be buying um, bonds probably that are, are the most recent bonds. So they're going to have a, an, a coupon attached to them uh, that corresponds to the, the, the going yield out there in the market. Uh, all right. We got an email from Fred in Ben. Hey, guys, uh, my adult children both have money left in their 529 accounts that I control. We were able to get them through college without needing the funds, but decided, but neither decided to continue with graduate education. And the funds have been stranded because of the high tax rate on non-education use. With the recent rule changes for 2024, we plan to start converting 529s into Roth IRAs, but this will take several years as we understand the contribution limits. Can you please discuss the IRA conversion process? So what Fred is talking about uh, is part of the Secure Act 2.0. Um, the, one of the provisions is you can now convert some of 529 funds into a Roth IRA for the beneficiary. So Fred can't do it for himself. He has to do it for his kids. The, the kids are the ones that are going to uh, get the, the 529 accounts. Um, and so you, here are the rules around um, converting a 529 at money in there uh, to a Roth. And I, in full disclosure, I'm going to do this for my kids. Um, you have to have owned the 529 for at least 15 years. Um, you can't take out any of the growth. Uh, it has to be original amount invested. So you, you can only uh, take out what the money you invested. Um, and then uh, you can't do it till 2024. And you can only convert the amount each year on the of the contribution limits. So in 2024, uh, the contribution limits for Roth IRA is $7,000. So they have to have earned income of $7,000 next year, and you can convert that amount until they get to $35,000. You can only convert the maximum of $35,000. So, um, you know, this is a common thing. A lot of people out there have money left in a 529. Um, you know, one of the things you could do is you could transfer them on bloodlines, blood um, but now you can... Um, convert up to $35,000 at $7,000 per year to a Roth IRA. So I'm going to do it for both my kids. Just remember, it has to be in existence for 15 years, the, the 529, and you can only take out uh, principal. You can't take out any growth. And so all the vendors are, uh, are aware of this. And I don't think that we're still waiting on guidance about the earned income 529 Roth conversion, but it seems a safe assumption that they're going to require you to have it. Oh, but, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the, you, yeah, it, 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 it's in the rule. All right, if you'd like to be part of the show, you have a question or a comment for us, give us a call, 877-670-7117. Or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review, 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. 
GS&S Ford Mattress wants you to know that our promise has not changed in almost 90 years. To give our friends and neighbors the best experience possible, whether it's your first or your fifth vehicle you've purchased from us. When you come to Madras or buy online, you save the most time, the most money. Need to grab a chassis cab truck off the lot? Come see what we have. Thinking about your end-of-the-end fleet and business purchases? Let's talk. Come on up to Madras and get an electric Mustang. Mach-E for only 0% for 72 months with approved credit. Join the long line of happy TS&S customers who drive cars and trucks they love. Bought from the most trusted Ford dealership in Central Oregon. Check the selection and buy online today at tsnsfordmadras.com. TS&S Ford, Oregon's only Shelby dealer. A Thomas Family dealership doing business since 1937. The home of your dreams should have the best. D.L. Drury Custom Woodworks can make that happen. Bob and Liz Beeler chose D.L. Drury to remodel their kitchen. What is it you love about your beautiful new cabinets? The favorite thing I like about the cabinets is they definitely blend in well with a log home structure. I wanted something that brought out the look of our log home. I love that they go floor to ceiling. They just look like they fit in the kitchen perfectly. This is an 18-year-old kitchen that we decided that we wanted to redo, so we contacted four cabinet makers, of which I quickly selected D.L. Drury. They were timely in their appointments. They came in with recommendations, but they listened to really what we had to say. You know, it just looks so pretty. I can't wait to show it off. This is great. I'm happy. Very happy. The finishing details are absolutely phenomenal. It just fits here perfectly in this room. D.L. Drury Custom Woodworks. Online at dldrury.com. That's D-R-U-R-Y. D.L. Drury. Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy, free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. When veterans return to civilian life, they deserve your recognition and support. You can help put vets to work by donating your car, truck, or van to Patriotic Hearts. Your donation will directly support programs to help vets find jobs or even start their own business. Donate today for fast, free pickup of your vehicle, running or not. Call 800-209-3485. Sponsored by Patriotic Hearts. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, give our office a call to get one of those meetings scheduled. The number is 800-743-0988, or you can email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So 2023 has certainly been the year of the Magnificent Seven, uh, the biggest companies in the market right now, Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, NVIDIA, Tesla, and Facebook have gained 75, a little over 75% this year versus a gain of 12% for the remaining 493 stocks in the S&P. Their combined weight in the S&P 500 uh, of a little over 30% is the largest share for any seven companies on record going back uh, with data going back to 1980. Those Magnificent Seven now have a higher weighting in the MSCI World Index than all of the stocks in the United Kingdom, China, France, and Japan combined. Did, did you hear that? Combined. Did you get that from Peter Malouk? Because I, I saw that. I was going to send it over to you. Um, the, the question for investors, all of you going forward, are expectations too high? 
The Magnificent Seven stocks are trading at a forward P.E. ratio of 33 times versus about 20 times for the remaining 493 companies in the S&P. So I, that's sort of a rhetorical question. Uh, the, the, the second part of that is mean reversion debt. That's the question. <laughs> uh, the outperformance of the Magnificent Seven has played a major role in a number of broader secular trends that have been persisting for over a decade. Uh, over that time, we've seen massive relative gains in large cap stocks over small cap, growth stocks over value stocks, and U.S. stocks over international. So over the next decade, Mr. Finelli, are we going to see a reversion to the mean or is mean reversion dead? You should call up all the professors you had at university. I, I don't, you know, well, look at Apple, right? And we talked about that one a lot. A lot of large numbers. and Well, it's playing out this year when you look at their sales. Yeah, well, but I mean, declining revenues for like 22 straight months or something now, but they're just buying back their own shares. And Apple was up 49% this year. So more than doubled the S&P 500 on But no the worst of the Magnificent growth. Seven. Yeah, worst of the... Okay, but, you know... No, the question man. is... I mean, so I, I, here's what I'd say. My answer to that question, since you didn't answer it, is... <laughs> Mean reversion is not dead. No, it's it's not dead, but uh, they, it can last so much longer than people can wait patiently for. Yeah, right? but I would say, um, you know, I think we we probably saw the. So the, the question you have to ask yourself is, you know, is all of the the data we have from history. You know, you go back and you look at the biggest stocks in the '50s, and then the biggest stocks in the '60s, and the biggest stocks in the '70s. Like, you know, these are names that are laughable, or some a lot of them aren't even in business anymore. Um, and so, as great a company as Apple is, as great a company as Nvidia is, as great a company as Google is, there's going to be bigger, much better companies in the future. And I know that those of you that own those names can't comprehend the idea that Apple isn't going to be the biggest, most powerful business in the world. But you also have to remember Sears was at one point, like IBM was, ExxonMobil. And, and, you know, those stocks just really haven't done anything in a long, long time. And, and we're starting to see that, like Josh just mentioned, with the sales growth or lack of it at Apple. It, I mean, it's inevitable, right? Once you get to be saturated as Apple is, how do you keep growing at the numbers that they were, and the answer is that it's, it's literally impossible, and they unless they can come up with some product that we can't comprehend, uh, like they did in two thousand seven. Well, and that's ultimately the existential risk is something that you can't comprehend will kill their business overnight, and that, you know I well look at BlackBerry, right? Yeah. I mean, the, you know, there's, there's so there's I, I would just say again, all of this points back to indexing, right? In a way to say, okay, I think mean reversion. Uh, is not dead, is to say I had a broadly diversified portfolio that includes all those things. Uh, but if, if, if mean reversion for some reason is dead, uh, you still should own, own those names in your portfolio. And so, again, that's why Josh and I don't need to be right to win. That, that, and, that, and that's true. And when we talk about oh. this show, the best part about investing is it's so easy to be a top decile global investor because all you have to do is index and you beat all the pros handily. All roads lead to indexing and that argument will will make consistently. I think that the world will that we'll emerge from after we get you know where we are now is with rates more normalized creates a better framework for mean reversion to actually happen than it did pre-COVID. And, you know, that'll be the lasting legacy of the pandemic, I feel like, is yeah, but, a normalization of rates. And ultimately, like, the reason we didn't have, it it's going to take so long for mean reversion is we've never seen so much government intervention in markets. And so the reason the mean reversion kept being put off is that there was just no intervention in markets. And, you know, historically, the U.S. government would have gone after these companies. You know, I mean, yeah. the, the idea that these companies are allowed to operate in the way, I mean, you're, you're telling me Google, Google is a monopoly like they're the they're the definition of a monopoly and historically the u.s government would have gone after them but that doesn't happen anymore because politically they got other they just fight each other that's that's how they that's politics now okay so in the segment i wanted to talk about uh dividend investing and so i, I do want to make it clear that josh and i do not believe that 
a, a portfolio's focus should be solely on dividend investing. Or, me, or income generally. Yeah, so many of our peers, especially for their retired clients, are like, we're going to focus your portfolio on income and dividend investing. And, and oftentimes when they do that, what they do is they stretch for yield and they buy low-quality companies because there's a whole swath of companies out there that um, their only way to attract investment dollars is to pay a high yield. Um, and they issue more stock and they do shareholders and they play all these games to try to keep that yield going. But the total return of the stock is terrible. And so Josh and I are wholeheartedly uh, total return investors. There, there's no question about it that we're total return investors, meaning most of your portfolio's return is going to come from capital appreciation, but some of it's going to come from dividend investing. And so what Josh and I think of, and, and uh, when we think of in our portfolio, the, the security that the ETF that we use for our clients um, to get some dividend yield on the equity side is the Schwab uh, it's the what is this called? The Schwab, uh, Schwab dividend Schwab dividend, dividend equity. Schwab U.S. dividend equity symbol is S as in Sam C H D S C H D has a yield of about three point eight percent. And so the appeal there is, um, you know, you you have. The appreciation potential, when you look at the 104 names in that portfolio, you know, they're boring old line businesses that happen to pay a, a higher dividend because they're not growing, you know, they're growing three or 4% plus their dividend, plus they buy back stocks. Um, and so the, it, it's sort of this lower beta way to get exposure to the stock market that has an attractive yield, but is going to keep up with inflation over time. And, and that you're not going to get if you buy a, a bond with a similar yield. And so while we're not focused on, you know, high dividend payers, you know, Vanguard has a, has a good one. It's the Di Vanguard Dividend Appreciation Fund. Uh, just make sure if you're going to buy an ETF that, that focuses on dividends, um, that it's really low cost and make sure you look at the portfolio names within the portfolio that, that you know, you're not buying a dividend uh, payer uh, ETF that's six, seven percent, because those are the company. Those are the ETFs that are buying junk. You want like either the Vanguard or the Schwab one that owns really high quality businesses that do pay an attractive yield. Uh, but also um, they're high-quality companies that give you some inflation protection and over interestingly, time. Interestingly, on a total return basis, basically you've done what the Nasdaq has over the last three years, so slightly, slightly outpacing the S&P 500. All right. Uh, if you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about what's going on in markets. If you want to get added to that list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. A little box will pop up, and you put your info in there, and that's all we'll send you. When we come back, we're going to talk about turning your portfolio into a paycheck. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 